welcome everybody to this month's Executive Challenges Town Hall. My name is Chris Reese. I'm the president and founder of Cirrus Business Group, and I've got with me Judy Harris, who's the VP of all things having to do with people and relationships in business. Welcome, Judy. Hey, Chris. Thanks for the intro. Well, we are going to be continuing our series on organizational uh, effectiveness and organizational health. And we've been talking about uh, creating uh, an effective, cohesive leadership team. And we've talked about the importance of creating clarity. And this week or this month, rather, we're going to be talking about the importance of communicating that clarity. And one of the best tools to be able to do that is something called the playbook. And we've got with us this month a special guest, one of our clients that is doing this very well, and they're seeing some great things happen in their organization. I've got with me Chris Hurt from International Freight Forwarders, and Chris is the quality control manager over there. Welcome, Chris. Good afternoon, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm glad that uh, you guys were able to take the time out of your schedule to join us this month. I know our listeners are going to be very blessed by the information that you're going to be sharing with them on on how you've applied some of the things that we've been sharing with our listeners over the last couple of months. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure. I just want, want to speak a, a word about the use of the playbook that um, I know that Chris uh, IFF has been using it, and we've seen it work with some other people. And I actually think it's just an amazing tool to get everybody clearly on the same page as to how we're going to work and behave in the organization. Chris, we've talked about the playbook with our listeners. Uh, how has having a playbook brought clarity and focus to you guys there at IFF? I think uh, before we had the playbook, we would often um, talk about the, the ideals and the culture in our meetings. But we never had anything solid or written down. Uh, we would often have an issue, then go back to our meetings, try and interpret what he, we had agreed upon months before, so having the playbooks really allowed us to, to finally write down a solid structure of what rules and ideals we wanted to apply to the company and not have to go back to previous verbal discussions. How did you guys communicate that out to the rest of the organization? I know at one point while we were down there, I saw that plastered everywhere, and I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, exactly. We uh, Once we came up with the playbook, we, we did put it up for everyone to see, and we also passed it out to everyone. We had everyone read over it, and we had them actually to sign and date it, saying that they, they read over it, they agreed with it, uh, that they were on the same page and they understood. Um, if they had any you know feedback on it, they could come back to us and say, you know, hey, this part here in the playbook says this, what does that mean? And we could further communicate that with them. So it really, it really was a great tool in order for them to have it right in front of them, to look at it, to sign it, to say that they were on board with what was written on this and it is everywhere in the office you know we have it in in strategic locations to where you know if you're in the break room it's it's right there to kind of give you a reminder of of uh, what we stand for and what we're looking for you know we've talked a lot, a lot with you guys um, about teams as well we've been working with teams in any organization there's any number of different teams how is this playbook played into um, the co cohesiveness cohesiveness of your teams and the strength of your teams there well it was uh, not only was it you know displayed for each person to, to see um, 
they they really they really had to to go through and understand it. So it put everyone on the same page. Beforehand, we had we had kind of a separate team mentality here. Each department had their own team, had their own mentality about how they ran their team, and we encouraged that. We want everyone to kind of you know be able to to run their department in their own way. But there was no cohesiveness on what the the overall ideal for the company was, the core value, the core goals, the core structure. So now as a management team and even as employees, a person can't say, well, that doesn't apply to my team just because that manager says it. Now these are written down. These are the core goals, the core ideals of what we look for. And everyone applies those to their teams. Even if they run their team in a different way, we still have the same core values written down that we go by on the playbook. Oh, that's really powerful because what I'm hearing here is that even though because of needs or styles or anything else, teams may be run a little differently, the same playbook can still apply to all of them. And so in, in other words, everybody's going by the same list of behaviors, even if their teams may have to work a little differently. Exactly. That's exactly right. And that's wow. what we wanted to promote. And it sounds like it was it was received very well by the organization overall to be able to have something go, oh, okay, yes, now I have something I can I can refer back to or I can use when I'm saying, well, I was just trying to do this right here. Exactly. That was one of the biggest uh, helps that it gave us was that, that structure. Well, good. I know that our listeners are thinking this is all well and good, and they've they've all been part of different corporate initiatives in the past and met with varying degrees of success. But the big thing that we talk about as a part of this whole thing is that accountability. Can't just roll it out there and let it be. You have to actually hold one another accountable for what you've agreed are the behaviors and the focus of the organization. What are some of the challenges that you guys had as as you came across that, uh, the accountability, and what have you done to, to work through those? Um, that, that's just fascinating you say that. One of the biggest challenges was actually turning the playbook on ourselves as managers, uh, holding ourselves accountable mm -hmm. to what's on the playbook, not just the, the employees. Um, you know, it's not easy to walk up to another manager and say, hey, listen, um, some of the, the things that you're doing over here, some of the ways you're, you're guiding things may not be in line with the playbook. Um, it was even more challenging beforehand without having the playbook, but having the playbook, you know, we have everything written down in, in stone, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so you can walk up to another manager and say, listen, I just wanted to pull you aside for a minute. Um, you know, I noticed you doing this or saying that, and it isn't really in line with, with what we're trying to promote here. So turning it on ourselves as management has been, of course, one of the biggest challenges, also one of the biggest benefits, because it really forces us to, when we have our managers meetings, sit down and say, you know, guys, are we, are we going by this? Are we following these guidelines? Everyone in here, because it, it trickles down from what's in here down to the employees. If we can't hold ourselves accountable, how can we hold them accountable? Absolutely. I yeah. When we first yeah. started working together, one of the big things that came out clearly in some of the early assessments was the the lack of trust amongst the team. And it sounds like 
you guys have come so far, and I know in the meetings that Judy and I have been able to be a part of and uh, the different activities that we've taken the group through and the organization overall, that's that's been a huge part, I think, of the success and your ability to be able to hold one another accountable. And even if, you know, I know my first reaction in at least in my mind, I try not to let it show on my face is one of defensiveness when somebody comes to me and, and wants to hold me accountable. Uh, but then I try to step back, I mean, almost immediately and, and try to, regardless of how the message is conveyed or who's conveying it to me, sometimes we just don't like the person that's giving us the message or, or the way they're communicating it, but it doesn't change the validity of the message. And there's a tremendous amount of trust required in an organization to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And it's, it's still something we, you know, I think it's something that you always work on and you always have to, to build on a daily basis. It's never easy to take a, a critique from anyone, whether they're right, whether they're wrong, you agree or disagree. Um, that, that's something that, that has to be built upon the, the playbook really, really helps with that because, it, you know, you can go up to someone and say, listen, I don't think you're doing this right or I, I love the way you're doing this, you know, on the other end, you know, you're doing it great. But if you don't have, if you don't have a playbook or you don't have a, a structured form of, of the, the ideals, the outlook, the goals of the company, it's really just one person giving another person their opinion. But when it's written down, when it's really on that playbook, you you're held to that the person can come up to you and say listen i don't i don't think that you should have done it that way they they point onto the playbook to where what you have done has not necessarily gone with the playbook and you really sit there and think about it and you know the person's not coming to you on a on a personal level it, it's completely professional they even have the tool that we came up with as a group right there in their hand saying this is what needs work and you look back on it and and you know of course Everyone's human. They they may be taken aback for a minute and think to themselves, "Did I really do that?" And it, it just gives you another another tool, even as the person receiving the critique, to go back on and, and really ponder. Yeah, that's right. That's well said. Yeah, um, I love the way that you guys are really using this. I I know when we were down there, we saw some changes in teams. You know, people would get moved around, as with any organization, sometimes people get moved around and the teams change. And also people helping out other teams when there was a, a shortage, a need, a, you know, a, an extra project or something going on. Mm -hmm. How is the playbook helping you with those kinds of movements in the organization with people moving around from team to team? I think it just keeps everything really structured. You know, it, it's um, one of the overall impacts of the playbook was structure. Uh, it, it really just brought a, a cohesive structure to the company that we just didn't have before. You know, we're we're a very we pride ourselves on being a very open, easygoing uh, company. You know, we're still professionals here, but but you know, we we try not to run things too hard nosed, too by the book. But without some sort of some sort of structure, you know, we, we kind of all get lost to the wayside or, or march to our own beat, which is not always the best thing, especially if we do um, help each other out in different departments, if we do swap people around, uh, which does happen. So it really it really gives us just that line for structure and that, you know, one of the things on the playbook is, you know, try and help out others, try and try and go above and beyond just what you're 
your normal task would be on a daily basis. And it just reminds us every time we see that, that, you know, there's there's others here working that uh, we're all in the same boat together. Right. Yeah, I saw that some of that happening as uh, as your organization grew and we were working with you and, if you will, growing with you. I saw a lot more of that um, willingness to work on the other team and be a part of the other team and be observant of the needs of the other team. And I just, I was really proud of your organization for watching that come. And do you think the playbook itself had a lot to do with implementing some of that stuff? I definitely do. Uh, it, it it really let us put down, you know, it, it's the playbook isn't necessarily just a, a a book of rules, so to speak. It's it's not the Ten Commandments, you know. It's uh, it's more of a at least the way we use it for our company. You know, there are rules and guidelines on there, but there also is a lot of of ideals and and cultural um, teachings on there that that we try and inject into the company and some of those things that get put on there are help other people you know we have the golden rule on our playbook do unto others as you would have them do unto you you know and it's it's refreshing to see that some people may chuckle and say you know they teach you that in grade school but it's it's one of the best things you can do for anyone especially if you find yourself in a position where you need help and someone you know passes by and and kind of reads on the playbook and says to themselves maybe i've got a couple extra minutes today to help somebody out i wonder if they could use that and we have really seen an uptick in, you know, the amount of people who jump in and roll up their sleeves and help out other departments when, when they have some downtime. That's fantastic. It's And you guys have been undergoing some tremendous growth, and I know you're still going through that growth. And having this together and uh, to be able to refer to, especially as you onboard new employees, uh, allows you to maintain – uh, the culture that you want in the organization as you continue to grow. So that's why this it's such a powerful, powerful tool. And you mentioned that, you know, you don't always do it perfectly, and, and we don't either. And I tell people all the time, that's why these are called disciplines. Disciplines are not something you do once and then you're done. They're things that require constant, persistent, diligent effort and if you don't put that amount of effort into them, you're going to fall back into habits that are working against the goals that you're saying that you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. So, Chris, thank you so much again for your time. And we're just so proud of, of you and uh, the team over there at IFF and what you guys are doing and uh, are just honored to be a part of your success and look forward to working with you in the future. And thank you for taking the time to uh, share your experiences and what you guys have done at your organization with our listeners. Thank you, Chris. It's, it's been a pleasure. All thank right. You. Thank you, Chris. Cirrus Business Group has been helping organizations do great things on multiple continents for several years. If you'd like to learn more about how they can help your organization, check out our website at www.cirrusbusinessgroup.com. That's C-I-R-R-U-S businessgroup.com. <laughs> <laughs>